All right. It's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is not only a tough week to be a wrestling fan, but it's been a tough year to be a wrestling fan. For our last show of 2020, we're going to talk about a little bit about all the wrestling losses this year. Of course, we're going to talk about Brody Lee being the most recent AEW Raw Jericho being called fat by former wrestling fans after the NBA game last week. Good guy, Shelton Benjamin. Oh, and more than that, he's the smart. I'm the box man, and we are your dirt sheet dudes. Let's get it going.
Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news. My head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knee, talking to the man from Galilee. He spoke to me with a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of angels sweet. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, "John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him that God's gonna cut him down." All right, everybody, what is going on? Appreciate everybody joining us tonight. Um, I would say AEW put on probably the best tribute I have ever seen to a wrestler. Um, Smart, I don't know what you think about that, but uh, I think tonight was a great tribute to uh, to Brody Lee. Completely agree with that. I mean, it's it's kind of a weird thing to like kind of compare and rank and whatever. I think the only other one that really comes to mind in terms of just being that kind of touching, kind of heart wrenching was the uh, Raw's Owen special that they did. Mm. But that one was there was a little bit there, you know, there was a little bit of uh, sort of still kind of pushing the narrative through and sort of controlling getting getting the message out there that they wanted to get out there that didn't that wasn't present tonight you know what i mean in terms of going one for one there it seemed like they kind of let everybody do on tonight's show what they wanted to do and say what they wanted to say and it it kind of existed right yeah yeah like i said i thought it was a good tribute we'll get into that um and you know what we'll 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 do the plugs at the end it's just even the cold opening didn't feel completely right, but we'll we'll do plugs at the end of the show. Um, so Saturday night, I'm sitting there, smart, uh, playing cards with the wife. Pretty drunk. Me and the wife. Me and the wife started drinking pretty early. Pretty early, <laughs> um, and I start seeing this thing and eric eric from the uh unscripted wrestling podcast messages me luke harper just passed away and i'm like dude where did you see that and he posts and he posts a link and then i messaged you and i didn't even read the i i read it like you know got the old you know i have an iphone so i got the face thing and it, it, it came up but i didn't you know Look at it until the next morning, which I'm sure you saw. Sure. I, I just, I, I, and then of course from there I kept looking it up. I'm like, is this true? And then of, I, I, it, it was true. Um, John Huber, also known as uh, Luke Harper, also known as Brody Lee, did pass away from a non-COVID related lung issue. Um, blown away, man just blown away from from saturday on i was blown away i'm i'm not gonna sit here and be the fucking tough guy i'm not gonna lie there were a couple of times tonight i i had to wipe my eyes dude i i I teared up a couple times tonight it hit me it hit me tonight more than any night sure 
Yeah, it, it was a little bit, a little bit weird about that. Was that at, pretty much as soon as I found out? Because I had found out, I just periodically through the day, just as kind of a force of habit, like check Reddit for various news and information and content, what have you. And that was like the first thing that I saw. Like I had just taken a shower or whatever, and I, it was the first thing that I saw coming out of the shower. I was like. I, I read it again, you know, like uh, Cheeseman had kind of mentioned that too, where he just kind of rechecked it to be like, no, that's not, I'm not reading what I think I'm reading. And it was just like, I just out loud just went, no way, you know, just it didn't seem comprehensible. And then, like, the, the kind of ironic or kind of eerie thing about it was, like I said, like a couple minutes later, there, I went onto Facebook to just kind of see what everybody else was saying and kind of make sense of it. And then, like I said, moments after I had heard about it, you sent me a thing. You know, you had heard about it at relatively the same exact time. Mm-hmm. So it's all just very weird, very surreal. And it, like, it didn't even really until tonight kind of sink in or really even feel real. It just kind of felt very just odd, you know. Yeah, I mean, WWE had a little, you know, in memory tribute up there. Luke Harper, obviously, they they use that. Um, and and by the way, if you're surprised WWE didn't do anything for him. Can we maybe just hold off until Friday and then bitch at him? Let's wait until SmackDown and then bitch if they don't do anything. Um, right. it, it, I had actually, from yeah. what I had seen, according to, I believe it was Sean Ross Sapp, which is a hard name for me to say, <laughs> but uh, I, I had heard that both uh, WWE and AEW had kind of gone out of their way to, you know, get some of the pictures and rights for videos and what have you. Right. We saw that at the end of AEW of his, you know, earlier career on the indies and whatnot. So, so I feel like something in some form or fashion, be that, you know, like a little tribute video or even like a documentary or something is in the works. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. I think WWE will do something. Uh, let's again, let's just wait. I mean, if they don't, Maybe, like I said, if they don't as of Friday, maybe we can all, you know, maybe shit on them next week. Uh, we will not be here Friday real fast, just to let you all know. Um, While I, we're on that point, though, I got to say, like, I was real surprised I, as much as I, I do enjoy shitting on them and as much as they do things that deserve to be shot upon them for. I've been very surprised by how sort of cool they've been and allowing people to talk about it and allowing people to acknowledge that he's been elsewhere and that they're going to be, because there was a lot of, uh, yeah. And they're going to be watching like AEW tonight, just unabashedly. Absolutely. Xavier Woods was retweeting about Mm -hmm. AEW and even Dolph Ziggler said, um, I believe it was, uh, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but I'm going to paraphrase here. I'm going to actually watch wrestling tonight. Everyone should. Um, So it is really good to see, which is why I think WWE may do something. Um, But I mean, 41 years old. And I mean, we just saw this guy on TV. I'm going to say two months ago. Would I be wrong in saying that? Was it three? Maybe. It was around that point. I mean, he was still an active wrestler. He was, he was. And, And, you know, we saw nothing wrong. And, you know, basically he was saying that his wife got worried when he was doing simple little things uh, like, you know, riding a stationary bike and he could barely do it. Um, Just, again, none of us know what happened with him, but just 
like I said, blown away. And tonight it kind of sunk in a little bit during this tribute um, to him. It really, it really sunk in seeing his wife, uh, his son, Bro- you know, Brody Jr., and uh, Nolan, seeing them in the ring at the beginning of AEW. It, it really sunk in tonight. Um, right. Yeah, there was a couple of things that, like, the first thing that kind of got to me, and it's a little bit of a silly thing to think about. Home, and it is very important life outside of wrestling so much more important to just him and it should be to everybody but one of the first things that i had saw that kind of got me a little bit was somebody had left a comment on one of the posts read that you know he'll never get that pop in rochester and it was just like oh like you know there's so much more important things but if you remember and they did bring it up tonight he was supposed just the way that the timing had aligned he was supposed to debut in his hometown in Rochester. Mm-hmm. And it just never happened. And he'd even talked about it on the Chris Jericho podcast that, you know, it's like, oh, it sucks now, but, you know, shit's going to get back to normal out there. And, you know, I'll get that chance to have that moment. And it's like, unfortunately, you know, that isn't going to be the case anymore. And then I'm right there with you at the very beginning of the show when they showed, you know, his kid and he had the mask on and he was like leaning his head against the kendo stick to kind of, you know, as a crutch almost to kind of just brace himself for everything that had been going on. That that one really got to me too. Yeah, it really did. And what they did with his kid, um give me one sec, the wife actually just came in with a shot. So I'll do one for uh I'll do one for Brody here. Cheers. Cheers. Ah, thank you, baby. Um number one um on a taping a while back, Cody actually did lay down, and uh, Brody Jr. did win the AE, the uh, TNT title. Um, it was not recorded for television. I don't. Sure. It, it may have been, and they just never released it, which I don't care if they do or don't, to be honest with you. I, it, I There's certain things that I... Uh, and Sean, as uh, we will... Definitely. Um, I, I've got Bruce Mitchell in the old uh, in the old Rolodex here of things to talk about. We're going to get into that. But um, they actually did sign Brody Lee's eight year old son to an AEW contract. He will be a part of the roster when he gets of age. Um, I mean, we saw him do a few things tonight. He, uh, you know, we saw him hit MJF in the head with a kendo stick. Mm-hmm. It's like it's just a weird thing to kind of project and talk about, but like you can kind of tell that there's there, there might be a little something there. Mm. Like he seems like he's not very camera shy, you know, kind of have fun and yuck it up or whatever. It seems like he's got some of that charisma that the, you know we like to talk about. So it'd be interesting to see if he does decide to follow down that path, what he's going to end up turning out to be. That, that could be very exciting. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think so, and it was really cool. Um, you know, hearing the story, uh, Tony Schiavone told it. I'm sure you guys have all seen it by now. Um, the whole thing has been all over Facebook. But um, really cool what they're doing for Brody Lee's eight-year-old son. It was a huge, obviously, wrestling fan. Um, and a huge Dark Order fan, which I believe we saw tonight. Again, we're going to get into AEW. Our eight, I don't... We're going to do AEW a little bit different tonight. I'd like to basically just go through what happened, not, I'm not going to nitpick, I'm not going to shit on anything. This 
AEW was for nothing but a celebration of Brody Lee's life. And I believe they definitely, definitely did that tonight. And it was basically uh, to probably to get his family's mind off of grieving for a little while. I'm not going to nitpick. I'm not going to shit on it. I'm just going to basically break down what happened tonight. Uh, we'll, we'll give a few opinions here and there. Um, maybe I'll tell you where I teared up a couple of times. And uh, that's it. I'm not going to sit there and nitpick and go, they should have done this. This one should have won. I don't know why this one won. I understand every win that happened tonight. Um, and we'll get into that later. But um, like I said, it was really cool what they're doing for his son. Um just making the kid feel like a part of the family. And uh, again, we'll we'll get into more of that um, as we go. But um, let's go ahead and talk about this Bruce Mitchell thing. Um, and then we'll get into some of the uh, WWE stars reactions to Brody Lee, um, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. Um, Bruce Mitchell was a, I think, 30-year, I think they're saying, writer, journalist, if you want to call him. <laughs> Fucking journalist. Wrestling journalist. That doesn't even... Those two words shouldn't even go together. Uh, <laughs> unless you're writing for, like, amateur wrestling, like high school wrestling. that That's fine. This... <laughs> anyway. Um, Bruce Mitchell. Basically... I did not see the original article. I'm going to be honest with you. I know I could probably go on Reddit and find it. Everyone said it was really long. I'm going to break down what he said. Bruce Mitchell was a PW Torch. PW Torch, right? Yes. Um, writer. And basically when... I mean, Brody was... I, I, I hate to put these words. Brody wasn't even cold yet. Yeah, And this guy goes out and says, in a nutshell, when Amanda put out the post, Brody's wife, that he passed away from a non-COVID-related issue, but a, you know, a, 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 a lung-related issue, non-COVID-related lung issue. I'm sorry. That's what I should have said. He says that she and Tony Khan are covering it up so AEW can continue running during the pandemic. That's what that that's what he says. Okay. Um first of all, fuck this guy. Right. Um I mean literally like like fuck this guy. What I why I get it sometimes I, the old Eric Bischoff controversy, controversy, that's a hard word to say when you had seven shots. Controversy <laughs> creates cash. But this, it's PW Torch, dude. Why would you come out with this conspiracy theory? Or are you, I mean, it, are you, are you angry at someone? Did you have a bad day? Did someone piss in your fucking cornflakes? Yeah, it, like it, it, it's just a hard thing to wrap your head around because, like, he hadn't been there for like a month or so, I believe. You know, like we were talking about, it's been about two months, maybe three months. I don't know the exact specifics, but he had not been there for a lengthy period of time. So much so that if he did in fact have something, he was not going to pass it on to somebody. You know, which of course he didn't. It was obviously revealed that he did not have COVID. 
for the sake of you know getting that the facts out there. But you know, right, 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 right. Yeah, crazy ideas that he's trying to put out there. He had been gone for long enough that it wouldn't have really affected anybody. This idea that they're purposely trying to, in the name of like self-preservation, muddle the truth. It's like, yeah, I, I just don't believe. It's very hard to believe, and like. Even if you you were right, like, what purpose does this serve? You're like, oh, I'm finally glad that I was able to expose the tyranny and the villainy that is AEW and that is, you know, that family. It's like, why? <laughs> you know, what does this do for you other than make you look like a giant asshole, Ooh. which is ultimately what ended up happening. Yeah, I mean, Bruce Mitchell trying to drain the AEW swamp. I mean, come on, dude. It, 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 it should anger some people that he would even do something like this. Um, I mean, it, it's, it's absolutely a stupid theory. And, you know, I'm sure he was like, well, going back to, I don't know, again, I'm thinking he probably went back to that call the conference call Tony Khan had that that we were, we, we talked about that night mm-hmm. um and they were he was asked about Brody and he said hopefully he'll be back sooner rather than later and that was basically his answer it was vague it was it was a vague answer right. he probably did know that there was something going on and and I did read that out of respect for the family that was where he left it yeah. If you got a problem with that, fuck you. Right. Fuck you twice. Yeah, I mean, there are certain things that, like, have to be made public knowledge for safety of other people, but, like, this is not one of those situations. Like, he was, like, we, like, we just got to talk about, he was removed from the situation addressing his actual health problems, not the fabricated ones. So, but he, you know, he was trying to get through whatever it was and, you know, the lung issue that actually did in fact happen. And you got this guy out there that's like, he's, you know, he's sitting there with his fucking like derby hat or whatever, trying to get the scoop. Like he's an old time fucking 1920s press reporter or something. This is like, you just, he just outed himself as just being a giant asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has literally no proof of this, no basis to this. It's literally, this is a conspiracy theory. And it was, unfortunately, we're probably giving him exactly what he wanted right here. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy doubled down, said, I stand by everything I said. How do you stand by literal lies? Lies. You right. know nothing. You know nothing. Absolutely fucking nothing. But. I, I, I mean, this was just something that it irritated me seeing this dude. I mean, it's the idea of like, kind of get into that maybe a little bit more later, but like the idea that you're sitting there and just basically flat out, right. Calling even outside of the company, calling his family liars. Right. Where it's like, no, I, I, I know more about him than you do person that lives with him. Like, it's just like, really? Like how how just how fucking selfish and self centered and just narcissistic and just un- cold and uncaring and unfeeling do you have to be able yeah. to not only write that but then take a look and read it? Yeah, actually decide that it's a good idea to hit send, to hit publish, however it is you know that you're putting the article out there. Yeah, and I, I know everyone's like, well, how did that get through the editors and this and that? I guess what happened is he just 
popped it up on there by himself. Uh, mm-hmm. Didn't kind of didn't go through their usual channels. I'm, I'm, I'm air quoting for the audio. Um, so didn't really go through the right channels. But even Chris Hero, um, better known sometimes as uh, Cassius Ono, said, Bruce, I hope one day you look back on yourself with extreme disappointment and gross embarrassment. You don't know a fraction of what you think you know. And your speculation is heartless. Do better. Chris Hero is being nice here, in my opinion. I mean, I guess with the last name Hero, you got to do what you got to do. But scumbag bullshit, dude. Absolutely baseless bullshit. Again, he has nothing proving this. And like you just said, he's calling them liars. <laughs> the family, liars. You people lied about his cause of death. That's what they're saying. This piece of shit. Yeah. I, like you were talking about Chris Hero, I even saw it. But, you know, it's very obvious to anybody who has read anything and is aware of the situation. But they were taking shots at him on The Observer tonight, or today, rather. And it's like, do you have any idea, like, how, like, just fucking offhand you have to be, like, just how far off the reservation you needed to go for other journalists to, like, call you out for just being a total asshole? Like, you don't see that. You don't really see that on, like, actual, like, professionally ran outlets like that. Nah, man. It's, it, it, this is, again, I, he wanted his, I, I think everyone right now is giving him what he wants. He wants us to talk about it and this and that, um, which is probably why he doubled down again. But this isn't, that is the, such the wrong thing to do. And you know what? I'm not with the whole cancel culture thing at all. I, I, I don't think, I mean, people do deserve shots at redemption, don't sure. I, I, I believe. But this guy, I'm with the cancel in here. I'm with the canceling, and they have cut ties with him from what I, I've, I've seen. Um, pretty much everyone he had anything to do with cut ties with him. So as much as I'm not down with cancel culture, this is a reason, I believe, to uh, let that shit fly, if you will. <laughs> sure, yeah. And, like, it's kind of a weird parallel. You'll know where I'm going with this, but, like, you know, there's a big difference between how I feel about somebody like X-Pac and how I feel about somebody like Sonny, where they've both done some fucked up shit in their past, and mainly because of drugs. But you have one person that's like, yeah, you know, I kind of fucked up. I wasn't always the best person. I admit to it, and I'm, I'm trying to do better. And then you have one person that's just... <laughs> you know, you get somebody that doubles down on the shit and instantly makes themselves more unlikable. It's one thing if you're like, okay, you know, maybe I over, you know, I shouldn't have put that article out there or whatever, you know, just any number of things you could have said, even if you just did it as a way of just doing damage control, you still totally felt like you were right, but you were trying to save face. Right. But even, even that, even from just flat out right lying and just trying to do it for just self-preservation to kind of maybe get a job somewhere else down the line. He wasn't even. He was just straight up like, "No, you're gonna know. It's gonna come out someday. I'm, I'm gonna be right." It's like, yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, and and you know, um, Sean in the chat is saying, "Hey, let's play devil's advocate. What if the autopsy comes out and says he did have COVID?" Um, 
you still cannot prove that they covered it up. He may have tested negative for COVID when when they did the test. And before he died, maybe he... There's still no... Man, that's still a slippery slope. You you would have to prove that they actually covered it up. And I don't know if that's possible. Because I really don't think they did. I honestly don't. I don't. And you know what? We may never find out the autopsy results. Remember, this is not a public company. Okay? This is a private company. If they want to, you know, respect the family, they can do that. They don't have investors and people like that and fucking stockholders to answer to. Okay? They have Tony Khan to fucking answer to, who's the one putting the money behind the fucking company. And if I I, I just don't see, still, I don't see why he would cover this up. If it did get out, that would sink his fucking company, dude. Mm-hmm. There's certain risks you don't take. Private or fucking public company. Certain risks you don't take. Um, okay, he's saying if they did cover it up. I think that would really look shitty on them, and I think that would be... As much as I believe Tony Khan is anti-Vince McMahon, almost the uh, Vince McMahon... 180, like the opposite Vince McMahon, uh, the bizarro Vince McMahon, if you will. Right. Um, it would be very Vince-ish if he did something like that, knowing what we know Vince has covered up. Um, I'll just put it that way. Right. And and Sean, I'm not saying you think they did. I, I You're playing devil's advocate. I totally get where you're going. I'm not sitting here thinking you're this conspiracy theorist, so you don't have to, you know, Judge, yeah. you don't have to, you know, sit here and, you know, say why you're saying what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, no one is under it. Just lower that gun slightly. No, no, you are not. Uh, you are not Alex Jones. You're not with a tinfoil hat. You did not get busted over the weekend for DUI. No, that wasn't you. Did, did Alex Jones? I mean, this is a real sidebar. But did Alex Jones get busted for DUI over the weekend? Yeah, I read he got busted for a DWI. I can pull up the article That's if right. you want me to. <laughs> I mean, I will do some, uh, you know, on my leisure. No, you know what? You know, but, but, but yeah, pull that up on your own. We're we're, we're going to stick with this Brody thing. Um, and and, and yeah, I, I I get you're just kind of devil's advocate going here, but I I believe that that would be very Vince McMahonish. Again, we know some of the things he's covered up, so. But I'm still not sure I would give Bruce Mitchell any any clout here, any credit here. Maybe not even much forgiveness here. He's doubling down. He's. It, I mean, if he, it, look, you got proof. Lay it out there, man. If all mm-hmm. you've got is your hunch, but this ain't police work. You can't go because something's hinky. You know, this, the, no, this ain't the way it works. You can't just go on a hunch. Sure. No, 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 no. I, I just, I, 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 there's no way you can ever get me to agree with what this guy did. Um, and like I said, I'm not down with the cancel culture, but, uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a situation by situation guy. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, there's a, there's a much different, you know, being this person said something that I, you know, offended my sensibilities versus it's this person's job to provide factual and 
action, and in this instance, they did not do so, mm. seemingly. Yeah. Sorry, I was taking some, uh, oh, a little bit of seltzer water there. Lemon lime still. Um, yeah. But, yeah, and, and you know what? I, I we, we probably spent too much time talking about this guy. Um, anyway, really shitty. I... And the uh, Amanda uh, Brody's wife did put out a very long. I'm I'm not going to read it. If you want to look it up, she did put out a re, a re, kind of a rebuttal to this. Uh, if you want to look that up, go ahead and and do that. Um, it was extremely long. Basically, she's saying, you know, what if you you know put your in a nutshell, what if you literally spent your whole life loving this man and someone. And and he passes away unexpected, and someone tells you that you're lying about the about everything, just so a, a company that he worked for can keep running. Basically, she's calling this fucking guy an idiot, right? And um, she didn't come out and say it, but I wouldn't falter if she did. Uh, anyway. I, again, I think we spent too much time on that. Um, now, we got a little bit into the AEW thing, but the WWE stars were also um, very... And again, Smart, you mentioned that there's a lot of... There's been a lot of kind of crossover this week of WWE stars mentioning him and AEW stars, which it's... I believe WWE knows when to back off and when when to go full throttle on people mm-hmm. just for PC politically correct optics, smart, your word for optics, sure. optics, if you will. Um, and uh, I mean, his, his wife, obviously Brody Lee's wife put out a very, very, very um, heartfelt statement. You know, I, again, I'm not going to read that whole thing. Um, I'll read a few of the uh, WWE ones. Bray Wyatt's, again, a long one. I'm not going to read it. Bray Wyatt's, I swear to God, dude, I, I, I couldn't make it through Bray Wyatt's to read it to you guys, to be honest with you. Right. I, I, I mean, basically just along the lines of saying, and I, I encourage you to seek it out if you haven't seen it, but just along the lines of we were supposed to be come those old guys that just, you know, show up on the indies and do and do the spots that got them over and, you know, they're even into their seventies, you know, and they're you know, got the fucking beard gut and they can barely do it anymore. But they're still coming out there for that, you know, one last pop or whatever it is, that that's how things were supposed to happen. And unfortunately they obviously didn't get the opportunity for that to become reality. Right. How kind of unfortunate unfortunate and how unfair it is that, you know, we are where we are at this moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah, you're right. We were supposed to get old and fat together, and I'm, 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 I'm really deeply saddened that we're not going to get that chance. Um, and I kind of liked how he was like, you know, we were supposed to be there on indie shows, you know, going out there and shit like that. Very, very, and and again, it was, it was a great statement by Bray Wyatt what he put out there. Um, very long, very, very heartfelt. So. Um, you can check all that out. You guys know where to go to check all this out. You're smart. You're 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 smart fans. I know you are. Uh, Vince McMahon. Uh, 
I'm not looking to shit on anybody here, but Vince McMahon put out a very, very, very generic tweet. Uh, the entire WWE family is deep and deeply saddened by the passing of John Huber, known to the WWE Universe as Luke Harper. Our thoughts are with John's family, friends, and fans. At least he put out something. Let me just... Let, I'm going I'm to stop there. Yeah, I mean, I feel like... And we already kind of mentioned this, but... I feel like the fact that just him just standing down is kind of doing enough that he's not being a petty asshole about it. And, and like, you wouldn't like, you know, kind of obviously you would think that they wouldn't. Yeah. Want to test those boundaries. Like they've, they've shown that they can be extremely petty at times. Yeah. But things like this are when your own mortality kind of just hits you in the face, like a ton of bricks, you know? Uh, especially, you know, a 41-year-old man. Vince is up there in age. Um, again, WWE knows when to back off. They know when to push. Um, Drew McIntyre said something and posted a really cool picture with a bunch of them. Cesaro, um, Brody, Sheamus, um, a couple other. A really good picture. Um, Ali said something. Uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, kind of to that note, I, I just, while we're on that subject, the uh, video of pictures, I found that to be very surprising, too, because obviously it's like, it's no secret, you know, that, you know, these guys are still friends or whatever, even company, but actually, like, literally seeing photos of, you know, Bray Wyatt, of Big E, of just various other people that are still employed by that company, by WWE, on AEW television, Regardless of like maybe you know they're allowed to because so certain people own the rights to those photos or whatever you can't copy. Like even so, mm-hmm. it's still just a very sort of unexpected thing to see. It is, it is, but it's also a nice thing to see. Yeah, definitely. It it really is. It, it's it's a nice change. It's 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 one of those things where you're like, yeah, you know, it's the holidays. It's time to back off. Um, and again, they're they're. It's not like he was an old guy or he was sick or we expected it. We saw him on TV recently, recently. Right. And that's why people like comparing it to sort of like the Eddie Guerrero thing. Okay. Of his passing. And and like, I I could see that, but like we kind of at least knew that he had been through things, you know, where it's a little bit easier to kind of understand that, you know, there were certain things that he had did that may have ended up coming back and, you know, being an unfortunate end result. But I kind of feel like it's a little bit more together, but kind of made me feel like, or maybe kind of think of the, uh, when Chris Candido passed away. Right. Working for him. Yeah. A little bit. I mean, just a shocking thing. Yeah. Just a shocking thing, man. Um, You know, real quick, I'm going to go ahead and play uh, Xavier Woods put on the Up Up Down Down channel a little thing on uh, on Brody, Luke Harper, whatever you want. I'm going to go ahead and play it. Here we go. Oh, this is going to be um, quick for me up top. I uh, <sighs> so uh, as you guys know, a few days ago. Uh, Brody Lee passed away. Oh, sorry, 
already or having trouble playing this video. Give me a sec. Let me refresh this, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and we will get right back to it. But hold on. Let me refresh. And restart. Here we go. All right. Let me give you some volume. Laptop. I, uh... So, uh, as you guys know, a few days ago, uh, Brody Lee passed away, and he was someone that was very uh, special to me. Uh, one of uh, one of my best friends that I've had, not just just in wrestling, but um, just in uh, life and. You guys got to experience him as, as Luke Harper, as Brody Lee, um, this big, scary, monster, vicious, nasty, powerbombing people on steel stairs, wielded hammers, just just a bludgeon, just a bludgeon, you know? Um, but uh, you guys didn't get to always see him uh, as he really was, and one of the few things that we have like on film of that is when we do stuff on up, up, down, down. So um, my, my crew is awesome and they've uh, put together some clips that we, that we have of him so that you guys can, um, you know, get a little bit of a sense of the kind of guy that he was, just a uh, perpetual pot stirrer, just constantly, just screaming loud mess, a maniac. Um, but we, uh, we really mess up a lot. So I hope that you guys uh, enjoy. All right, guys. <laughs> kills no freaking out. Condola. Everyone keep it in control. Do it like that. Oh, no. <laughs> no. Get off me, Marty. Ah! Woo! No, going down. I tried. They need you. They, they need you. They need you. Yes, big, big, big numbers in the father-son tournament. You didn't even play. Yeah, he, he played. Yeah, that's why we yeah. lost. Anyway, okay. The last one. The first hey, one. Hey, Five minutes. You push my cheeseburger. You got a cut, Fryer. I know you used to be a quarterback, but I know how to cut. Okay, good luck. Oh. One more. I wanted to score. Well. I was about to score. Oh, what are you doing? No. I won the last one. 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 That's heartbreaking for you. Perseverance pays off. Hard work. Never give up. Never give up. <laughs> pretty cool little video there. Pretty much all the screaming you heard was Luke Harper. Um, or, again, John Huber, whatever you want to call him. So that was pretty much all the screaming you heard right there. But uh, Xavier Woods, another one. We'll talk about him on Raw in a few minutes. He, uh, he did a few little tributes to, uh, to Brody on there and um let's see what else do we have in the uh wwe stars here i wanted to get into biggie put out a bunch of really good stuff about him too um just uh, again a lot of these guys um edge 
you know, this is devastating. John was just great, a great, funny, immensely talented, warm, family-driven human being. All of our love, thoughts, and warmth to his family. Uh, damn, even Michael P.S. Hayes put one out. Um, Sami Zayn told a little story. You guys can go ahead and check that out somewhere else. Uh, it was a nice little story, though. But um, a lot of the WWE guys jumped in, and again, it was just good to see all this, all this love for him. Um, but um, I don't know, man. Like I said, it was just shocking to see when Saturday. Like I said, I'm just sitting there with the wife playing cards any other day, and bang, I see these stories popping up and. Just amazing, man. Blown away by it. Completely blown away still. Um, but, uh, Smark, it is our last show of 2020. Indeed. And 2020 uh, has been a tough year, like I said in the beginning of the show, to be a pro wrestling fan. Um, sure. We've had a few deaths this year. Uh, not only Brody Lee, Luke Harper, uh, John Huber. Hana Kimura, we obviously talked about that a while ago. Um, nice. Shad Gaspart, we got deep into that. Um, we'll actually get a little... You know what? Let's go ahead. While we're talking about Shad, um, Shelton Benjamin, after the TLC pay-per-view, not only dedicated that match to Shad Gaspart, but went and saw his son right after right after the match, like left directly after the match and went and saw Shad's son. Um, just what a guy, man. Sure. What a guy. And this is the side that WWE doesn't show enough of people. And I'm not saying they should, you know, exploit stuff like this, but it's really good to see stuff like this happening. And uh, I mean, I, I just... Wanted to mention that real quick. Um, Shelton Benjamin, just a really, really great guy, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. Like, you know, he's he's always seemed like somebody who is just like a genuinely nice dude. Like, I've never heard of any sort of instances where you'll hear anybody talking about on the shoot interviewer. Man, I fucking I had to work with him, and it was like pulling teeth. I couldn't fucking stand the guy. You know, you you don't hear any of that. And, you know, definitely if there were, those stories were out there, those experiences were out there, you would definitely hear about it. <laughs> Somebody would definitely say something, you yeah. know, if he was secretly just like the super big asshole. So, you know, you, you, you never hear anything but good things about him. He just seems like a genuinely nice guy. So, I mean, cheers to him. Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously, you know, everyone we're pretty much getting into right now. You really didn't hear many bad stories about it at all. Um, well, except one. Um, which were never proven. Uh, we got La Parker too, who we also lost. Um, Pat Patterson, <clears throat> Road Warrior Animal. We did lose him. Uh, sad one. Kamala lost Kamala this year. Rocky Johnson, uh, yeah. Bob Armstrong, Zeus, Danny Havoc, Howard Finkel, um, and we've and Danny Hodge. We did lose on Christmas Eve. By the way, he passed away Christmas Eve. Um, just a lot of, I mean, people that had something to do with wrestling, uh, Adam Bueller, Pampero Firpo, Alex Trebek, um, 
Let's see here. Bobby Lee. Regis Philbin. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to think who I know in this list. Is uh, uh, Tracy Smothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Who else? Who else? Kevin Green, who we talked about last week, I believe, Mark. That's all right, yeah. Last we week. Did. Little Richard. Um, I mean, we just had a lot of losses. But um, 2021 is upon us. And hopefully we can look at a better year in 2021. So um, I don't know, man. Like I said, it was a very tough year to be a wrestling fan. It was just a very tough year overall, I think, for everybody. But uh, definitely a tough year as a wrestling fan. Um, But uh, hey, let's go ahead and... um, I don't know what to do from here, man. I guess we can go ahead and get into the celebration of Brody Lee since we're just on that kind of roll here. And uh, again, I'm not going to sit here and nitpick any matches. We're just kind of going to go through. Just go through everything and let you know what happened more than more than that. Um, This was supposed to be the New Year's smash, I believe was the name of it. Right, Smart? That's right. There you go. This was supposed to be night one. Next week was supposed to be night two. They decided to hold off a week. Um, again, the fact that they don't have to answer to higher ups, Tony Khan is where it stops. And I know in WWE, something like that, it it stops at Vince, but there's also, like I said, investors, stockholders, they don't have that at AEW. They can get right into these things. Sure. And I'm glad they did this. They made this the uh, celebration of Brody Lee. Uh, the life of Brody Lee, if uh, sorry. Like I said in the beginning, great, great tribute. Um, they started off with a 10-bell salute. They had Brody's wife, Amanda, the two kids. Again, Brody Jr. and Nolan in the ring. Um, JR starts out with a, it's Wednesday, and you know what that means. Right. Um, and then Moxley started giving memories and I'll tell you what right then and there I'm like this is going to be an emotional show man I mean you got Brody's kid in the ring with the mask uh, again we talked about how he's an you know an honorary member of Dark Order and negative one I like the number negative one is what because he's not old enough yet so I like I like that little thing they're calling him um, almost all the talent had our, you know, R.I.P. Brody Lee or some sort of Brody Lee armband on. Yeah. And Smark, if you notice, Dark Order was involved every match tonight and mm-hmm. won every match tonight. Yeah, I, I, I don't know if this is something that they've done regularly that I just didn't notice, but what I did kind of like was when they would do the replay, like the little transition graphic that they used was a logo. With, like, the eye moving back and forth. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, man. And I, I'll, I'll tell you, though, I, I really feel that, like I said, this this wasn't about storylines tonight. Yeah, they did a slight bit of storyline furthering, but not much. This was for Brody Lee, these matches. And, like I said, Dark Order went over in every one of these matches. I have no issues with it. If... If you do, you might want to rethink if you're really a wrestling fan. Um, but, I mean, I don't think you had a problem with it. Did you, Mark? No, not at all. Yeah, you're not a piece of shit. Uh, 
for, not for this reason. But no, we'll I get, mean we'll get into the rest later. But no, no I, I mean we've all got our reasons, you know. <laughs> yeah, you can't just sit there and be like, "Well, they've been losing the last couple weeks, so it doesn't make sense that they're winning now." This is like this is killing kayfabe. Like, yeah, yeah, and again, this is why I don't want to go through and nitpick or say this should have done this, they should have done that. I really think this was just a great celebration of Brody Lee's uh, life in this whole match, oh, the whole show. Good matches. The last match, of course, that was his, all his son's favorites thrown into one match. And all these matches, though, were someone that his son has, had mentioned as some of their favorites. So I just don't, you know, I'm just going to go through it. But uh, first we start out with the six-man tag, Private Party with Matt Hardy versus the Young Bucks with Colt Cabana. And we get Jericho joining commentary. Mm-hmm. So that was uh that was a good again I'm not going to good I don't care how the match went um it was good Jericho again I like when he joins commentary I thought it was a better idea for him to join commentary this week um we'll get into that right after we we talk about this show Jericho's uh Jericho's fat comments um <laughs> but, yeah yeah exactly uh, <laughs> Jericho did win, um, or uh, the I'm sorry, the uh, Young Bucks with Cole Cabana did win this match, which I kind of saw the pattern going that Dark Order is going to win all the matches tonight, which again I got no problems with. Um, AEW is selling a Brody T-shirt, by the way, and right. all the proceeds, not the profits, the proceeds go to his family. Um, I'm actually going to jump on tomorrow when I get home from work. And pick one up. Yeah, nice. I'm gonna buy. I mean, one. I did just even for what it's worth, like they they showed it a couple of times during the show, and the design actually did just look pretty nice. I know that's really besides the point, but like as an actual T-shirt, it's a nice looking T-shirt. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm gonna go ahead and pick one up. Um, definitely, definitely gonna go ahead and pick one up tomorrow. Um, I got a gift card from uh, from the fam that I can go ahead and pop it on and uh, you know get some money over there to the family. Um, and I say, you know, I, I'm I forgot what AEW's uh, site. Yeah, come on, AEW shopping. You know what to do on Google. Come on, people. Again, you're smart. You know what to do. Um, but yeah, pick one of those shirts up if you can. Again, all the proceeds go to his family, which means all the money being made on the shirts. AEW.com. So I think you were right there with it. There you go. There you go. Just go right there. Um, we got Darby Allen after that in no makeup. None. Talking about Brody, uh, another pretty emotional thing right there. Um, next match was Evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance Archer versus Eddie Kingston, the Butcher, and the Blade. Uh, Eddie Kingston, again, trying to further the storyline a little bit, but still, eh. Not a shot, but just kind of trying to keep wrestling alive. Well, yeah, yeah, because you know, like he didn't even take a shot at him. He said that he was going to prove how useless Dark Order was without him, like right. how he was the one that was keeping them, you know, in check, as it were. Right. Also, right. a little quick note that that was interesting. I mean, you you obviously saw it if you watched it, but it's kind of cool to see Archer, you know, don the tank top and the jeans, you know, the kind of the Luke Harper look. Yeah. Yeah, it was exactly a little. It, it, it was nice. I he might keep that look. He actually looked pretty fucking. He's a jack dude. He's a big dude. 
So mm-hmm. I guess we shall see. But uh, we had that. Jake was out there looking like a early 80s pimp. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was a very interesting choice of wardrobe. Dude, when Jake did the the clothesline on Kingston, I'm 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 not gonna lie. I got some. I I I may have got a few little goosebumpies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh man, that's fucking awesome. Um, and again, the uh, evil Uno, Stu Grayson, and Lance do pick up the win in this match. Um, not a bad match, right there. Um, FTR, Arn, Cole Cabana. Um, and who, who, Smart, who was the other guy? FTR, uh, you said FTR and who? Arn and Colt Cabana gave their memories in a little video package there. And I didn't see who the other guy was. I, you know, I'm, I'm having a hard time remembering everybody. I know Kingston did a thing. No, that, I, I, we'll get to Kingston. We'll get oh, to Bryce Remsburg. I think yes, 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 yes. Kind of short, kind of balding a little bit. Yes, yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to remember who all did him, but yeah, he, uh, for whatever it's worth, for those who don't know or whatever, he was a referee at Chikara for the longest of times, and that's where, you know, Bertie Lee worked also for a very long time, too. So they had kind of gone up and down the roads a little bit, not unlike, you know, Eddie Kingston, who gave a speech, and John Moxley, who was with him in Dragon Gate, CZW, and all that. So, mm. you know, a lot of people who had a very long history with him. Yeah, that's why we went with the uh, the old Shikara song, actually. Mm-hmm. We had yeah. two choices to go with for the intro song. It was either the Shikara song, the old one, or the uh, Exalted One song, which... I think this, the other one was better to go for. I'm, uh, who doesn't love Johnny Cash? Come on, right? Exactly. I mean, come, exactly. On. come on, Johnny fucking Cash. Guy did a fucking show in Folsom Prison, boy. Come on. So, um, yeah, we saw that. Uh, then we had another match. Adam Page, Alex Reynolds, and John Silver versus MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. Silver was on fire during this match. Uh, and if you saw his post... The jacket or the robe that he wears and the uh, pretty much the whole, all the gear he wears was all bought by Brody Lee. Right. He thought it would, in you know, kind of be better for his character. So he not only bought it, but had it sent to his house. And uh, Silver actually posted the pictures that he sent to Brody when he was trying it on um, again, just, I don't know. I, I, I saw that scrolling through uh, Twitter the other day, which I rarely do. So that was good. But um, we had that match right there and we did see Rowan or Eric Redbeard make his debut. Obviously Brody's former tag team partner. Um, really nice to see really nice touch. Nice touch, Mark. For sure. He, he got a bit of a pop there from the crowd that was in attendance. And then after the fact, he had, you know, there was a sign that I guess they held up along the lines of just, you know, goodbye for now, but see you down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Great touch that they did tonight with that little thing. Um, and then MJF pulls the mask of Brody. Again, we said he, uh, M, uh, Brody Jr., Brody Jr. hits him with a kendo stick. Um, and again, Dark Order, 
and Adam Page get the win here. Now, this Eddie Video Kingston, uh, I'm sorry, Eddie Kingston video package. Eddie Video Kingston? What the fuck? <laughs> kind of makes him sound like an old like jazz singer or something. Yeah, Jesus. Like old Eddie Video. Don't think I need another shot. Uh, the Eddie Kingston video package on Brody um, when he was talking about his kid. This was my first pretty bad tear-up moment. Um, you know, just telling his kid, you know, your dad's not gone, if you remember him. Um, you know, I mean, eight-year-old kid. I mean, I look, I've got a seven, just about to turn eight, and it, it, it just can't imagine what my kids would go through if you know if i just didn't you know didn't wake up tomorrow or something it's it, it was it was just a tough moment man tough moment sure yeah and i mean it, it definitely it definitely kind of hits harder when you realize you know you kind of think about it and they weren't just like colleagues or they weren't just like work they had spent quite a bit of time together in the past you know, together being friends and hanging out and, you know, talking, whatever they've done, like shoot interviews, together, all these kind of things. Right. And, you know, kind of sucks, kind of shit. You like when you get to the point where, you know, obviously Bernie went to WWE, Kingston, you know, didn't go there, but then they sort of reconvene and they're both in this spot where they both have an opportunity to kind of showcase what they're worth, what they can do on this big platform together. And, you know, they finally meet back up and, you know, it's it's cut short like that where it's like that's got to be very very kind of tough to deal with yeah 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 that was a that was a very heartfelt eddie kingston on there and uh like i said man just it hit me hard <laughs> that again was a sink-in moment that was probably the that was the real sink-in moment for me. And, and it, was, it wasn't like, you know, hey, remember this time we had this, like, four-star match in, at the Kentucky Armory? It wasn't something like that where it was just like, hey, you remember that time? I, you know, like, you remember when I used to make fun of you for that stupid jacket? It was just, like, like real shit <laughs> that you would, like, you know, do with your friends. It was just very relatable, just very sincere. Yeah, yeah, it definitely was, man. But, uh, like I said, man, had me a little teary, a little teary. Um Anna Jay and Tay Conti versus Britt Baker and Penelope Ford. Uh, of course, once again, we get uh, Jay and Conti getting the win here again, the Dark Order. Um, Baker threw in a big rig reference. I believe that was one of his nicknames. Mm -hmm. Brody's nicknames. Um, Thunder Rosa attacks her from behind. <clears throat> and we find, once again, we get Snoop on commentary next week, Smark. That's right. You looking As forward? Said, he's going to have his gin and juice. Are you looking forward to it? Kind of. <laughs> Snoop is a very interesting, especially if it's going to be live. Snoop is a very interesting way of commentating. At least I've seen in like hockey and boxing that yeah. if he brings it to wrestling, <laughs> it's, just, it's very like it kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, I think it was like Art Monk that was the one that was like, "How much does this guy weigh?" Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to see what Snoop can do, but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. I'm actually looking forward to it. I'm actually looking forward to seeing Snoop next week on commentary. Yeah, um, we got some Jericho memories of Brody Lee here, um, which was, again, another heartfelt, very, very, very nice. 
Um, Brody Lee Jr., we get the six-man tag dream match. Starks, Hobbs, and Cage versus 10, Orange Cassidy, and Cody Rhodes. Um, you know who gets the win? 10. Who they made a point to say he was one of the absolute favorites of Brody Jr. So, really, really cool right there. Um, after the match, we get Team Taz attacking Hook with a nice little suplex there. Mm-hmm. I noticed that. Lights go out. Darby comes down slowly. The lights go out again. It's Sting. They come down together. Team Taz backs off looking like pussies. Lights go out again. It's Sabu this time. Uh, Which is really weird because he doesn't work there. <laughs> I did like I mean I'm I'm obviously we kind of thought Sting and Darby were gonna team up. Not man, I don't know. Team up, manage, I don't know. We'll find out. Have some form of interaction with each other, yeah. To be continued, stay tuned. Yeah. Um, after that, we had the tribute to Brody Lee. Cody talked about Brody. Um, he brings in Brody Jr., negative one, as they called him once again, and Amanda comes down with Tony Khan. Um, they lay Brody's boots and a bandana in the ring. Tony gives Brody Jr. the TNT championship for life, basically. And uh, they give a nice, nice ending video package of Brody Lee to end the show on. Um, once again, I think this was one of the absolute best tribute shows I've ever seen for anybody. Um, they basically just, like I said, they had this match out there for his family. All these matches were his fam- were for his family. And I just, I love the whole show. Sure. Yeah, that was definitely another one of the moments that got me was that the ending video package that they did was very well done. It was very emotional. It was, it was definitely a good way to close out the show, too. Um, even in the midst of that, it, it was definitely very heart-wrenching. There, I, I give them a little bit of credit for the levity that they brought in for a little bit of it. Because there was one photo that they showed where it was like, it was Brody and it was uh, Bray Wyatt. And Bray Wyatt had like his kid on his lap and the kid was like crying his eyes out. And you see yeah. Bray with like a big shit-eating grin on his face like that was his intention. Mm-hmm. Like that made it a little bit easier to kind of deal with during a kind of emotional time. That gave, it gave me a little bit of a smile. Yeah, they had the one in uh, WWE where they had the T-shirt made up for the guy that they made because he didn't have one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it was it was a nice little video package. I really I thought it was pretty cool, and uh, like I said, a really good way to end the show. Um, just a just a great tribute to Brody Lee. Um, like I said, it, it, if you don't know any way to support his family, go get that T-shirt on uh, AEW.com. Like I said, I'm going to pick one up tomorrow. And um, that's one way to do it right there. Sure. So, man, we spent a lot of time on that. but um, Oh, in, in related story to that, I guess no. uh, CM Punk had put out that his Pro Wrestling Tees t-shirts for a month, for the next month, the proceeds are going to go to his family as well. Oh. So he's kind of he's going out there and being a good guy, too. All right, Punk. Very nice. Very nice. Always nice to see everybody coming together like that. And um, 
There we go. Uh, let's see. Tony said post-show that they're retiring that version of the TNT title and a new version were going to be made. Antox, of course, in the chat. God, he's good. Man, he's good. Thank you, Antox. So there we go. They will be retiring that version of the title. A new one will be made. Uh, we'll see when they, when they debut that one right there. So, yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, obviously, you know, this, uh, it, it, it really, between WWE and this, you know, all the WWE reactions to it and this show, you really see how this guy was just absolutely loved in, you know, by everyone in the business. Um, I've never heard, I haven't heard a bad story about this guy. Not one. No. So, you know, when you're in the business that long, you would think you'd hear one or two, but just seemed like a genuinely good guy and uh, pretty awesome, you know, that uh, they did this show for him. And um, I don't know, man. Rest in peace and, you know, thoughts to his family and whew, just a shock still, man. Yeah, definitely. It's still so very unexpected, you know. Yeah, yeah, really, really was, so. All right, um, I hate to just kind of completely switch gears, but on a lighter note, um, and sticking a little bit with AEW, because really all I've got is one story and um, Raw, and we're out of here, which is good, because i got to get up really early in the morning, and it's going to be fucking cold as shit here. Possible snow tomorrow. I don't like the word possible. I don't like the word snow. I don't like the word cold. I, I just, I just, I just, I just, I really just would rather stay home and drink. <laughs> We're supposed to get a bunch of rain. We got a little bit of snow last week for Christmas. It was little some snow flurries. It was 19, which for Ooh. Tennessee is pretty fucking cold. But, uh, you know. Yeah, it's been raining here for two days. I've been driving in the and it was windy as a motherfucker here today, dude. Yeah, same, same. It was definitely very windy. Not well, not rain yet. But. Driving this cargo van and you know there's no windows. Motherfuckers all over the road. People are, you know, getting pissed at me because I'm in the right lane, doing you know, sixty five and a seventy, so I don't fucking swerve off the road and. Anyway, it was a rough day, but I made it through. Tomorrow's going to be even rougher because it's going to be cold. I don't. I. I, I, <laughs> I hate the cold weather, Smart. I, I do know. I, we're kind of opposites in that way because I'm, I'm a cold weather person. But I hate it, man. I, I do it. feel for you on that. I lived in Florida too long. I'm not going to lie. I did. I lived in Florida too long. I got used to the the warm winters where. You'd get like two days of forty something, and you know you'd, you'd get to wear your cool jacket, and then you'd put it back in the closet for another year. <laughs> that was it. We we definitely we get those winters here sometimes too, but you know every so often I like to have a little bit of snow, have some cold weather. You know it's always nice for me. It's for it, for me, I'm just generally speaking, it's easier to kind of layer up than uh, it is to like be walking around here when it's like fucking in the summertime when it's like 105 i'm not the type of person to be walking around wearing 
see that that's the problem here is you layer up right and then you go mm-hmm. into these companies and you deliver and the the, the climate controlled warehouses are 105 so you're mm-hmm. sweating so you get in your truck you know you're working too you get in your truck you take your jacket off you go into the next warehouse and there's it's just you know it's 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 fucking freezing and you go in there and you've already sweat a little bit now you broke sweat. You know what happens when you break sweat and you go back and cold weather smart? Right. Oh, yeah, I get it. Nah. Mm-hmm. You're cold as a motherfucker. So that's Texas for you. And <laughs> that's Texas. And literally any place, you know, you can layer up all you want, but any restaurant or store you go into is so hot, you're going to break sweat. And then next thing you know, you're freezing the rest of the fucking day. Um, I usually come. I usually come home and shower, get it over with. Uh, <laughs> that's that's me. But anyway, um, last week we did not talk about AEW because it came on after the NBA games, Mark. Right. And a lot of people just left their TV on, and the first match was a Jericho match. Mm-hmm. And boy, did they trash old Jericho. <laughs> no. <laughs> now, th- these are all like, well, not all of them, but, you know, the, the, the people that weren't normally there, the runoff, I guess, or you want to put it. These are sports fans. Yeah. Which are, by and large, just by nature, cruel people. <laughs> I say this as a sports fan, but like specifically the NBA, like the NBA, like the whole kind of culture of NBA is based on, can be based on like making fun of the people for fucking up. Like that's part of the fun that they have on the, uh, like inside the NBA, like the post game halftime show, like the show that they do on TNT with Shaquille O'Neal and Charles Barkley. There, there's a lot of, the viewers like putting out tweets, just making fun of Charles Barkley or making fun of Shaquille O'Neal. And then, the... so, I mean, that's the whole sort of crux of what it is. That's, you know, it's a part of the experience in a way. So it does not surprise me that a large group of NBA fans would be not too hesitant to bust on Chris Jericho for kind of how he's matured. Yeah. Now the match was Jericho versus who was it last week? Jericho versus um, shit. <laughs> yep, shit indeed. No, it wasn't Jericho versus shit. But anyway, so Antox will jump in in a minute. I'll I'll, I'll let the old uh, the old delay hit it real quick. Um, but I'll read a few of these. Um, bruh, and <laughs> and he said, bruh, bruh. What is Chris Jericho doing on this bootleg AEW wrestling league? And why wrestlers' bodies fall off so bad? <laughs> I like I like the word league. Yes, wrestling league. Like, um, it's like a bowling league. Yeah. And here we go. Chris Jericho, a king in this knockoff WWE, huh? First of all, they're messing, they're fucking with AEW, which <laughs> Uh, again, uh, some of these people seem like they were possibly wrestling fans back in the day. Probably Attitude Era. Um, mm. Another one, Celtics win, and Chris Jericho is fat. Good vibes only. Chris Jericho is fat as hell. Uh, Chris Jericho looks awful. Um, let me do a quick shot for uh, Chris Jericho being a fat piece of shit old guy. Uh, the wife just walked in. This is the last one, right? 
Yes, okay, I last one. I do love, as a sports fan, I do love how the Celtics tweets aren't a lot different than the other tweets. I, I'm not going to say why it is I feel like that might be the case, but there there might be certain factors at play if you're a sports fan. Uh, well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised to see a, a Boston Celtics fan say good vibes only. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that there, there was no, like, obscenities. Yeah, no, usually that would mean, looks like he's been drinking too much beer. That's <laughs> right. Fuck, good vibes only. Down at the bar. So, anyway, um, another... A few other ones I'm going to read here. Why am I watching a pudgy Chris Jericho wrestling? <laughs> I can't believe Chris Jericho is still wrestling. He's built like Mr. Trunchbull. I don't know. Who's Mr. Trunchbull smart? I, I, I don't know, but the name's funny. Okay. Uh, is Chris Jericho's new persona supposed to be Brett Michaels? <laughs> that one fits. Hold on. That one fits. Ooh, I feel like even Jericho himself would have a hard time with a rebuttal on that one. Uh, maybe Axl Rose? Well, that's not so bad. No, have you seen Axl Rose lately? Pull up a picture by me, my man. Um, uh, go well, Ax- he, he fucking fluctuates because I, I remember him like mid 2000s or early 2000s being like kind of a fat piece of shit. And then he seemed like he kind of got it back together. So apparently you're telling me he lost it again. I. I mean, apparently. Um, can't believe Chris Jericho is still fighting. Fighting, the guy who uses. Dude is old, fat, and slow now. LOL. Um, yo, Chris Jericho done got fat. This <laughs> AEW shit is funny as hell. How many more of these do I have? I got a few more. Jesus Christ, Chris Jericho looks fucking awful. LMAO. My man Chris Jericho got a beer belly. So, bro, Chris Jericho needed to get out of the ring, dude. Lost it. <laughs> Chris Jericho is still wrestling? Question mark. He ought to be shame. He ought to be shame. And what the fuck is AEW? Chris Jericho, fat as shit, and that's it. Um, first of all. The silver lining is that they were watching it. That is true. Now, the, the I, I got to say, if you look at some of these people... <laughs> We're about to get Box Steiner in here. If they had a mirror in front of them, they might want to look in it. Number one. Number two, Jericho's probably in better shape than a lot of them and could probably out-fucking-cardio every one of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've seen Jericho. I mean, listen, I make fun of him every now and then. He does look tubby. The guy is living the rock and roll lifestyle. There's nothing. He's 50 years old. Sure. I'm looking at a lot of these pictures on 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 you know here, and a lot of young, very young people are the ones commenting. Smart, yeah. Um, <laughs> young, young people. Uh, wait till y'all hit fifty. Wait till you hit thirty. <laughs> exactly. Well, wait. I was this person. Oh. half this shit isn't as funny as it used to be I'll tell you that much oh dude I listen I was always this skinny little oh my god when are you gonna gain weight when are you gonna gain weight and I was drinking all that time people were saying when are you gonna gain weight when are you gonna gain weight everyone's like wait till you hit 30 I hit 30 nothing happened and then my dad's like wait till you hit 40 
that's when it happened. Mm. 40. And now I'm 45. And I I mean, look, I've definitely got a, I guess you'd call it a vodka belly. Uh, the alcohol belly. Let's just call it the alcohol belly. Oh, I mean, as does Jericho. Because Jericho, he, that's what he always talks about is he, he's a vodka guy. Likes to drink uh, Grey Goose. All right. Well, I, I, I just, you know, you, I can see maybe shitting on the guy here and there. Like I said, I, I joke here and there about it. But also, if I'm 50 and I look like Jericho, minus the chest thing, which wasn't, you know, he, he got the surgery. It's not a big deal. If I look like Jericho at 50, awesome. I, you know, and like, I love, for anyone who has met me or knows about me, I love shit-talking people. But I feel like everybody, in terms of physical appearance just for this year like based on the shit that's been going on like if you decided to grow a beard that's a little bit messy or you haven't fucking gotten a haircut in a couple months it just it, it happens yeah i mean look man you're gonna get yeah but i mean jericho's out there literally touring doing this doing that he's doing the thing with the band he's What's the problem? Oh, Christopher Kane said his niece just gave birth this morning. Congratulations, Christopher. No, very nice. Very nice. Congratulations, man. Enjoy. Enjoy. Awesome. Fuck yeah, man. I love hearing good news after we just talked about a lot of bad news. At first, I I, I thought you were referring to Jericho giving birth. I was like, damn, that that's cruel. <laughs> like we we got the point. The guy the guy's a little chubbier than you. No. No, not at all. Not at all. But I mean, like I said, a lot of people sitting here fucking with Jericho are mostly young people that, uh, like I said, probably maybe watched earlier, maybe have seen some other stuff. But I I don't think Jericho looks horrible. He's a 50-year-old man. He's living the rock and roll lifestyle out there with his band. Sure. Yeah. I mean... If he goes, the only comment that made sense with the Brett Michaels one, I like that one. I really do. Who was that? Let me give some credit to that person right there. Uh, Dominican Seth Rogen. <laughs> there you have it. <laughs> Is that person's name if you want to find them? Um, that person was, that dude was right. I got to say, that dude was right. It does, he's getting that Brett Michaels body. Uh, but damn, who cares? That is very interesting to think about, though, just from like a whole kind of business perspective, is you would think, okay, you, you know, the NBA game's the lead-in, so there's going to be a lot of eyes. Yeah. So, like, why not put your best foot forward? And, like, it, it seems like it's a no-brainer. I, I mean, if you would have asked me who you should put out there, he would have been at the top of that list. And it's like, you, you think, you know, you're doing something good, you're putting Chris Jericho out there, that's going to keep people interested and I'm sure that there was a lot of people that it did keep interested, but then you also had this offshoot. Of, Yo, he's fat as fuck now. <laughs> and it's like, this is like, well, didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah. I mean, like I said, everyone's got their opinion. Jericho, yeah, he's gained some weight. But again, 50 year old man. Yeah. You, 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 I mean, to. to Leave him alone. The guy's traveling. He's going from here to there. There's Waffle Houses on the way. Sure. And I mean, you know, from Orbit or anything, but you look at some of the other people that are his age in the wrestling business, you know, some of them aren't around anymore, and some of them are, but they 
purse, you know? Bro, have you had those pecan waffles at Waffle House, man? I'm telling you right now. I've actually never been to Waffle House. <gasps> Which is, like, a, absurd, because I do live in the South, but... I, I may have gone once, but I don't even remember that. Like, I couldn't tell you what I had. So as far as I know, I've never been to the Waffle House. Honestly, we... I- We've got a few around, but the only one close to me is not that far. We we go every now and then. Usually, believe it or not, it's New Year's Day. We either go to Waffle House or IHOP. Interesting. And if I go to IHOP, I get the pecan pancakes. <laughs> I like a little crunch when I eat my breakfast. Um, so I usually get those. But uh, I don't know. This New Year's Eve, my, my, my kid has been on a ramen kick. Ah, cool. Not, not the cheap ramen, the expensive ramen. Ah, that's cool for you. <laughs> so no, not really. I'd prefer him to like the cheap. He he'll eat the cheap ramen. That's but, what I'm saying. Yeah, I would prefer. I was gonna say that doesn't sound as cool for you because if he likes that expensive ramen, because there are definitely two different, like you said, yeah. Class. Yeah. A lot of people now that are into ramen are into like the fucking kind of bougie. You know, where it's, like, not even broke college kid eating anymore. It's just, like, straight right. up trying to be fucking five-star Michelin cuisine. And that's what my son wants to do for New Year's Eve. Ah. So tomorrow I'm going to work. I'm going to get off as early as I can, and then we're going to go for ramen at a restaurant. So that's what my kid wants. I don't even know if they have those around here. I find one there's an there's a there's a udon restaurant down the street from me that just opened which is another right. which is another noodle which is fancy ramen i believe <laughs> I, i'm not sure if i'm completely correct but essentially yeah um but the ramen place down the street i'm gonna drive by in the morning it's right across from where i gotta drive from so i'm gonna stop by there make sure they're open but oh uh, my man. god like that, that's kind of a thing we're talking about just, you know, to be in the holidays and everything. Every year for the last, I wouldn't say May, it's been a, like a thing within my family that we've gone to the Chinese, because we got a Chinese buffet mm. around here. Every year for Christmas. And unfortunately this year, like, we didn't really know if they'd be open, and most of us, myself included, just didn't feel comfortable eating there if they were. It, and, and right now, you you said Christmas Eve. Well, we got on Christmas Day, but yeah, okay. Basically the same thing. Okay, see, Christmas Eve for Jewish people is a huge. That's what Jewish people do on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. They go to Chinese food. I actually sent my wife for, for Panda Express. <laughs> I don't blame you. I actually had that. Uh... I had that the day before Christmas Eve. Oh, that walnut! Oh, that walnut honey shrimp! Oh my god! Oh fuck, my mouth is watering. Oh, that honey walnut! Oh, honey walnut shrimp! Oh, that's some good shit, man. And my kid likes their uh, their chow mein. So there you go. Yeah, I gotta get some. Yeah, we got one literally right across the street. But that's Jewish people. That I've so when I was a kid. That's what we did. Christmas Eve. Chinese food. Let's go. Right, come on. Let's go. And, in, you know, they were always open. And they still sure. were. So, actually, we had Chinese food tonight, too. Honestly. There you go. Yeah. I, oh, oh, chicken. They had some Zaxby's. It's a southern uh, place for 
Those who don't have them. And I I, I had pork with vegetables. Nice. Yeah, they have big chunks of pork in there. Delicious shit, man. I just got tired of leftovers. And I'm like, can you order something tonight, please? (laughs) Right, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure that a lot of the regular, like, Chinese places are, are fine. But, like, just the whole kind of buffet concept of it made it a little bit. It's a little kind of sketchy at the moment i'm just not sure if i want to trust that yet you know yeah we got one of those you know chinese food american food all in one buffets that we used to go to and right. honestly we we almost went a couple weeks ago my wife's like do you really want i'm like eh, let's let's go to wendy's and go home <laughs> <laughs> so we did so right. I, I i'm i'm with you man i'm with you i'm with you um, but yeah, let's, let's 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 move on. All we, like I said, I got one little story, and um, I don't know if you got anything else, but we'll we'll find out in a minute, and then we'll get into raw. Sure. Um, Pat McAfee, which I still don't agree with the the pronunciation of his name. Fair enough. According to Dave Meltzer has been pulled off of WWE television, um, and he's saying it was WWE's decision, not McAfee. It's not the way it's fucking spelled, you cunt. Um, It's not known why they pulled him, but according to Meltzer, he has been pulled. I can't even speculate why they would do that, honestly. Um... Again, he's not, I don't know, maybe it's the fact that, maybe it's, I wonder if it's that YouTube show he has, and maybe they wanted him to sign a contract. Hmm. I'm wondering, again, I'm completely speculating. I have no evidence of this. I am not pulling a Bruce Mitchell. I am admitting I have no evidence, and I'm speculating, which is what we're supposed to do on this show every now and then. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Um, it's hard to say. I, I don't think they necessarily got rid of him. I mean, there, there's all kinds of different potential theories. Like, maybe, you know, maybe he got hurt during the Elimination Chamber match or what have you. Mm. Potentially, maybe they're going to end up using him on, like, a Raw or SmackDown or somewhere that, like, needs kind of a bit of a ratings boost. Mm. Or that's, you know, a higher priority to Vince. I mean, any number of things could happen. I don't feel like if I were them that I would let him get away because do you want to risk him going to AEW? Like, who knows if AEW wants him, but he, I mean, he I pretty athletic and he cuts a good promo, so I don't I don't know if I'd really want him. I, I don't see this guy jumping to an AEW, honestly. I really don't. Um... And again, this could be something to do with the the third party, the YouTube thing. Who knows what it's about? We don't know. Again, speculating. But I I do agree he's not a person that I would pull off TV right now unless you've got, uh, what's his name? Um, Who's that guy? Ridge Holland ready to come back already? Which I don't, I don't. I don't see, but then again, but then you'd still want him in the storyline because he was talking about, I got the guy a car to do this and do that. So it's, it's, 
And again, Meltzer could be wrong here. We could see McAfee pack pop up next week, week after. Who knows? So, I don't know. But I do agree he's not one I would want to let get away. But I also don't see this guy running to AEW for a job. He doesn't need it. Sure. His well, I, I mean, he doesn't need anything, really. He doesn't need the WWE job, either. I see what you're saying. It, it's hard to say. It's because, it's I mean, I don't, you know, none of us know the guy. It's kind of hard to gauge his intention. It's kind of wild that he's already done what he's done, you know, even c- competing in the matches that he's competed in. So it's hard to say what it is that he wants, what it is that they want from him. But, you know, as you, know, as you said, it's all just speculation at this point anyway. Right. But, it's, and I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if they were just leaving him off the main roster as so to keep him as a bit of a special attraction. Yeah, which wouldn't be a bad idea. And listen, if they understand, you know, if that's how they're if they're going to use him sparingly, I get it. That's fine. Problem is, what are you going to do with and I haven't seen NXT tonight. What are you going to do with a, a Pete Dunn? What are you going to do with all the other guys he was bringing down there? I mean, you know. Lorkin and Birch are a tag team, so that's, I really don't think they're going to, you know, nothing to worry about there. But Dunn? What do you do with Dunn? Right. I think more, I, I, I think probably just kind of have them just kind of taper off with no real explanation, which isn't satisfactory. It's just not very satisfying, but if you were having to ask, you know, what my actual prediction was, Probably something along those lines of where they just kind of dropped the fact that they were affiliated. Uh, I guess we'll see. And again, I haven't seen NXT tonight. I will. Um, I might watch it. If I do, if I do, it'll be the Hulu version because we're not going to be on Friday. So why should I bother? Um, <laughs> I'm planning on drinking all day Friday, and I got to work tomorrow. So, um, but uh, I. I, I, I would again anything else we say on this is all speculation so I wanted to mention it though um, just so we could and all we really have left is raw mm-hmm. now my notes are kind of minimal raw was not not really good at all to be honest with you um, no <laughs> they did start off with a in memory of John Huber, aka Luke Harper, um, little thing, and that's really all they did. Again, let's not jump on them until we see what they do tomorrow night or Friday night. Excuse me. Maybe Wednesday we'll do all that. But there were some other references to Brody Lee. Tom Phillips started off with the it's Monday and you know what that means. Drew came out and said it's Monday and you know what that means also and said yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another Brody reference. We had Xavier Woods with the Brody Lee armband, the Brody armband, sorry, and um, did the discus clothesline. So there were plenty of references in this show that got let through. Yeah, there was even the uh, Alexa Bliss slipped in a yeah, yeah, yeah. Alexa Bliss slipped in a yeah, yeah, yeah at the intro when she was uh, in- introducing everything. It Which was I got to give her credit for because that was fucking seamless. Like some of them, they, yeah. you know, I, I'm not going to fault them for it, but some of them they're obviously just doing it just to do it. But like she worked it in perfectly. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And again, we'll get to all that. Um, But I really thought there was more. Again, everyone, you can sit there and say, well, they didn't do this. They didn't do a 10 bell salute. They didn't do that. They didn't do a, a video package. First of all, the guy is on AEW. Their air quotes competition. Sure. So I see where they may not. But again, let's wait until Friday, see what they do, if they do anything, and then we'll go from there. I feel like the 10 bell thing has become kind of exceedingly rare nowadays. Other than like, the only one I can really remember in recent memory was Patterson that they did that for. Yeah, I mean, pretty much that's kind of where it is. Um, And Sasha Baron Corbin says, hi, and Bruce Mitchell sucks. Uh, Sasha Baron Corbin, listen back to the show. We agree. Um, (laughs) Indeed. Yes, very much so. Very, very much so. Um, Basically, the... The Drew came out there to obviously do what he did um, for Brody, but also um, they're kind of moving this whole thing along with the Drew, Brody, and Sheamus thing, which I think is going to turn into a three-way eventually. What do you think? At, possibly at Royal Rumble. That seems like very kind of in pace or on pace with like the other kind of Royal Rumble you know, world title feuds met kind of get away with being a little bit more lax with what it is that you do for the title matches. Like at that time when it was uh Lesnar and Bob Holly of all people, yeah. like you can kind of play hard and loose with the Royal rumble matches. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, and, and you know, during this little promo, Seamus interrupts um, and Seamus and Drew had a weird Kind of a awkward interaction, if you will. I don't. It was weird. <laughs> they were like cutting each other off, but not meaning to. And then it's like Drew was improving, and Seamus didn't know what to do. I don't know what happened. It just didn't feel right to me. Yeah, I think. Yeah, just look. And then Keith Lee comes down. Uh, you know, Keith Lee's going to beat Sheamus, Sheamus is going to beat Keith Lee, blah, blah, number one contender, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and Drew just says, hey, let's get a referee. Suddenly Drew can start matches. Can the champion just do that? Is that what happens? Apparently, I was hoping that there was going to be like a little bit of pushback that like Adam Pearce is going to come out and be like, hey, what the fuck are you doing? No, none. No, the champion has free reign. There we go. Uh, and go ahead and starts the match. So uh, Seamus Bro kicks Lee twice before the match even starts. And this, yeah. <laughs> the first time he hit Drew, I got a good laugh out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. But uh, I don't know, man. I mean, decent match. We've, we're going to see this a lot more. So, I mean, Lee won. I, I really got nothing more in this match, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. It's interesting. Next week, as they put over about a billion times on the show, Legends Night. Oh yeah, go one on one. I would actually kind of would have been a little bit more interested in seeing uh, Drew McIntyre. I guess that's going to be more down the road or whatever. But they they put in all that effort of how. This is what we always talked about. This is what it's always going to be. We're going to have that opportunity to fight each other for the world title. And, like, they, they like kind of labored on that during this pro. 
right? Well, you're selling the match. I, I guess I'll buy into it. And then sure enough, it didn't end up happening. So it's like, well, you just wasted about five minutes talking up the match that you're now not giving us, or at least not now. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's just... Again, this show right now, Raw, hard to get through. I really try to take the notes that I thought were positive. I I tried. I did my best. (laughs) I, I... I say that, and then my next note is Miz versus Morris, Miz with Morrison versus Grand Metalik. Um, and I honestly just fast forwarded through this. Uh, I want to talk about this for a minute. Please Not the do. match itself so much as, and I know we, we don't really like talking about these matters too much, but do they really have to put a fucking pinata on the video screen for Lucha House Party? I, I don't know if they've always done this. But like, really, a fucking pinata. Like, why? I didn't notice like, that. There was a giant. I, I I encourage you to go back and look. It was a giant fucking pinata on the video screen, like not the Titan Tron, but the little video thing that they do, like by the entrance mm-hmm. ramp. There was a giant pinata, and it was just, that was the only thing I could think about the entire match. Is like, why are they doing? Like, are they going to start having fucking Angel Garza come out with like a signed eight by ten of like Richie Valens or something? Well, like, <laughs> I mean, you like, never know. You never know. You never know. And I'm I'm kind of glad I didn't catch that. And like I said, man, I I just I I, I fast forwarded through this, and I know I know the Miz lost, and that's whatever. Um, <laughs> Well, of course he had to lose because he's getting his money in the bank title match back. So they have to build him up by having him lose to Grand Metal League, Dude, which makes no fucking sense. You know what? Let's just go ahead and bring this up. That was one of the weirdest celebration dances I've I've from both. I I I I literally had a question if I took acid. I I I felt like a parent. Because it was a live show, and I didn't know if they did the promo live or if they recorded it. They probably recorded it, but I was watching them, and they're, like, dancing on these steps. I'm like, you guys better be careful. Like, the fucking Miz's legs, like, dangling off the step. He looks like he's about to fall. I I just, I'm sitting there going, this is, all right, we're like a minute and a half in now. Mm -hmm. What is this shit? But that was one of the weirdest celebration dances I've ever seen. Miz did get the briefcase back because Morrison cashed it in, not him. Adam Pierce said it's back in your grubby hands. Good. That's one note I can skip later. Which makes the whole feud with Otis nonsensical. Mm-hmm. Not that it kind of wasn't already, but the whole feud was based on Miz kept trying to steal his briefcase. And Otis basically kind of acquiesced and put the briefcase on the line in the match right. where it's like we, now it's kind of revealed that you really didn't have to do that in the first place because if you would have stole it it would have listen don't try to bring logic into WWE smart you're just you're you're beating a dead horse sir sure, sure. don't do that don't do that um, we had Elias and Riker backstage they hear a banging at the door it's AJ and Omos um Elias says AJ is upset because he couldn't get the job done at TLC. That brings up a match between Elias and AJ later down the road. Uh, and then we get the Dana Brooke versus Mandy, uh, Dana Brooke with Mandy Rose versus Shayna. Um, man, Mandy. Wow. 
My God. I mean this in the best possible way, but it looks like she kind of thickened up a little bit. She, she's uh, one of those nutrition workout girls. So right, yeah. As is Dana, of course, too. Yeah. As is Dana. Dana was actually a bodybuilder before she got into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen not before, but I've seen like there's a uh, like video made about her competing in one of the competitions, Mm -hmm. like her co-workers in the rack this year. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I mean, Shayna working on the on you know Dana Brooks' left arm—that's kind of what you know Shayna does. Uh, Baser almost gets Mandy's arm again. Dana saves her. Shayna still gets the submission win. Mandy's checking on Dana, and Shayna gets her in the what is it—the coquina clutch—is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was it. I mean, it, it, I, gotta, I gotta give her a little bit of credit. Her being Shayna because like. That's something that I'm kind of to death at this point. The whole like joint manipulation stuff to the point where for the majority of the time when I see somebody start doing it, I just kind of the at where JR is with the everybody catch you when you dive thing. <laughs> but the way that she does it, it actually look really good and really convincing. Not like you're seeing somebody that's like nowhere near close to doing any actual physical damage. Mm-hmm. Like the way that she does it, and I don't know if it's just like that Dana was really good at selling it, or if she's like double jointed or whatever, and she can like bend her bones in ways that other people can't. But it it did. She was actually trying to cause her physical harm, and that's yeah. kind of the whole point. Is it's supposed to look that way? So good job. Yeah, yeah, I thought so too. Man, again, I'm not, I got no problems with Dana Brooke. I actually think she's better than most people think she is, but I don't know, man. But yeah, she did. She was selling that fucking wrist, that wrist wrench, whatever you want to call it, especially. So, mm-hmm. yeah, good shit, man. Um, after that, Mark, we got the first Alexis Playground, which kind of turned into the main event after that. Uh, Orton was supposed to be the guest, and she introduced him. He didn't come down. She tried again. He didn't come down. But Randy shows up in the funhouse. He kicks Huskus the pig. He throws Mercy into Sister Abigail. He rips Ripplin, Ramblin' Rabbit apart, mm. and Alexa gets pissed. I was so disappointed that he didn't RKO one of the puppets. I really figured he would have. I was hoping against hope. I was like, man, this, I will not say a single bad word about the entire show if I just get like one RKO on a puppet. <laughs> and not get that, so here we are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Here we are. It, it was a, it was an all right segment. It was kind of fun to watch, and obviously it was, you know, Randy Orton still fucking with the whole thing, and obviously this is going to um, lead to the Fiend coming back very soon. But uh, I like this. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, after that, we get the AJ. With uh, Omos coming down versus the Elias match. Elias is with Riker. I actually like this match, and I'm really hoping they're planning a push for Elias, which I don't think they would put him in a match with AJ if they weren't, right? It seems like they always kind of want to give him a push, and then just for one reason or another, does end up materializing in the way they had hoped. Sometimes it's injuries, sometimes it's just other plans get in the way or whatever, but. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they planned on pushing him. Also, it does seem like they're kind of going 
they might be going with kind of making AJ a bit more face-ish. Yeah, it seemed like AJ was more face-ish with, you know, the, the, the comment that uh, they made. And obviously with Riker making the comment he made, I guess that makes him a immediate fa- uh, be a heel, right? Mm-hmm. Right. There we go. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, AJ, of course, got the win in this match, but I, I, like I said, I really hope they're gonna they're gonna give a push to Elias. And I mean, he's a big dude, not tall, but jacked as fuck, good in the ring, talented, can talk, can actually play guitar. Uh, just a lot there that I think uh, that I think they could work with, and uh, hopefully they give him a push. And like I said, it looks like they're going to. Uh, we get R- Ricochet. Smart on Raw Talk, talking about how... <laughs> that fucking hat. Oh, that hat. Uh, <laughs> fucking... Like, uh, oh, my I, God, you're, you're stealing Seamus's heat, man. Dude, like, I... Only Seamus could wear the stupid hats to get I, over it. I thought of Uncle Buck. <laughs> oh, my God, the hat. I thought of Uncle Buck when he went into the party. That's what <laughs> I thought of. Although I had just watched Uncle Buck the day before. Oh, um, my God. <laughs> but... He talks about how he, he can't keep taking these beatings from retribution, and it's it's all a tease to where eventually he's going to have to join. But it's almost going to be like when Daniel Bryan joined the the Wyatt family and, and you know took him out from the inside. It's going to be like that. Um, and we did get a match: Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. Good match, but I I got to tell you, man, it same outcome. Even a, a, a backflip to a suplex doesn't really matter from Ricochet. He's, we know he's good in the ring. And then he takes out all of, all of fucking Retribution. It just and, But loses anyway. Right. I, I, I just... And, and, but, but after all that, smart. Mm-hmm. He hits Ali with the recoil on the way out of the ring. That's right. This is one of the most nonsensical storylines they've done. And it's like they're just, they're grasping at straws trying to get retribution over. Maybe I'm wrong, but that's what it feels like to me. No, you're absolutely right. Like, none of it makes sense. And none of it made sense, like, during the match, and especially not after the match either. Okay, you have, this was, like, supposed to be, like, a, a culmination of a sort. This is what everything was leading up to. You have Ricochet going up against everybody in Retribution one by one. And one by one, he literally lost to every single one of them. Right. He did not beat any of them. So, okay, and then it go, you get to the point where it's a Ricochet and Ali. And, and for what it's worth, the match was fine. It was a good match. That they, they can both work. That's not used to anybody. So you get them out there. They have a good match, whatever. Ricochet loses again. You don't. It, nothing happened in between time other than him cutting a promo, that super serious promo, and his ridiculous fucking hat, where nothing changed that would justify. Okay, he lost to all of these guys by himself, one on one, but now suddenly he could take all of them out like he's in a fucking Bruce Lee movie. That didn't make sense. A, B, he loses, so he lost to everybody in Retribution. Retrib- they, they, Ali still wants him to join Retribution. For what purpose? Like, like, what is the point that you're trying to prove? What is having him on your in your stable? What does it change? How does it make it better? Like, when I was when I was watching, I was thinking about the Nexus feud mm-hmm. with John Cena. Yeah, 
it's like, okay, that makes clear and perfect sense. You want John Cena in your group because John Cena like wins all these matches and he's a really good wrestler and what have you. He can actually be a big benefit asset to your group. Got it understood. Per she loses all the time. Even before he was having this feud, he was losing to fucking the Hurt Business. And then he was on main event. Like, yeah, but big asset. Yeah, but if he joins Retribution, he can get Retribution for those losses if he starts winning. Again, it still doesn't make much sense. I agree with you. He's been losing all this time. Why would you want a guy like this in your group? Um, but it, it it it's just not a good storyline. It's not right. it. And then even if he would have won. Now you have him going over the leader of Retribution, so it right. makes everybody else in Retribution look better than Ali. So, like, what would be the point of that? Like, yeah, and such a feud where it's like, no matter who wins and no matter who losses, no nobody gets over at all. Yeah, and him taking them all out really actually hurt Ricochet more than it helped Ricochet. And I got to tell you, man, if there was a crowd. In the ring, in the arena, I think this storyline would be going a lot different because the crowd would, I don't think they would be behind Ricochet at all. I think they'd be booing Ricochet. I feel like there would be a mass exodus to the snap. Maybe. <laughs> like, I can't, I Maybe. can't imagine this feud having any heat. Like, it's just, it hasn't been good. There's been plenty of good, or at least plenty of well-built feuds on Raw and on SmackDown the last couple months. This, this this isn't one of them. Though. Well, whoever's writing this one should uh, I don't know smoke a joint or something. I don't know. Chill the fuck out because this storyline blows. Maybe they should fucking get a flashlight. Um, if you read the story about Ali, you'll get that joke. Uh, anyway, um, we get Nia with Shayna versus Charlotte with Oscar. Um, Charlotte going for the figure eight. Shayna jumps in the ring, chokes her from behind. Charlotte wins by DQ. I, I, I... Ah, there's a bigger story. And based on how you've recapped this match, I, I don't believe you've heard of it. There was a, uh, as you like to call it, Titty Gate Part 2. Oh, I did, yes. not, I, I, I did not know there was a titty. Which, wh- whose titty came out? Charlotte. R- well... We've seen those. <laughs> That's We've why you seen. haven't heard about it. But apparently what had happened, she had some modifications done, as we've talked about. She's got a little smaller. Right. Kept the same gear. This apparently has caused a bit of a uh, contrast. There's a bit of a conflict. So apparently when she, uh, Nia Jax went for the powerbomb, she kicked out. And as she kicked out, the screen went black. And what ended up happening was that her titty popped out a little Uh bit. Like, it was hard to see. For the U.S. version, they cut to black, and then they cut next. But apparently, like, the overseas version, European version, what have you, I saw the footage. It it did come out. It was, like, super blurry, so it's not really worth anything checking out. Hmm. You go back and watch. They didn't censor anything. Like half of her areola is hanging out while she's trying to give Nia Jax the stink eye, which is pretty <laughs> fucking funny because she's like super serious, intense, but then like half her titties hanging out. So it, it kind of reminded me of that scene on Half Baked, but that's neither here nor there. 
Yeah, we we, we saw that leak. It's <laughs> so who cares anymore? There you go. Yeah. yeah, who cares? I mean, I'm sure there's some people over there, you know, trying to get that fuzzy picture and do their thing, but we saw the leak. It's fine. It's no big deal. We don't there you go. We're we're desensitized at this point. Um <laughs> We did did get a little video package of Big E though, Smart winning the uh, IC title on SmackDown, which fingers crossed this leads to bigger and better things for him. To be honest, I, I've I've praised him enough on this show where I'm not going to get back into it. Yeah. yeah, so fingers crossed, bigger and better for him. Uh, Riddle, New Day, and Jeff Hardy versus the Hurt Business. Lashley uh, enters himself into the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. I believe he is the first entry. Uh, apparently, according to what they were saying on commentary, Daniel Bryan had edited himself on Christmas SmackDown. Oh, okay. I did not catch that. So we've got two. And this is always a gripe that I have about the Royal Rumble. Is just like, if you claim that you're in the match, why doesn't everyone just try to be like the first of 30 people to do that? Like, why don't we just have, like, fucking R-Truth or Buddy Murphy or fucking Grand Metal Leak just come on and be like, yeah, I'm in the Royal Rumble. I'm well, R-Truth wouldn't know what match he's in anyway. Um, it is true. That is true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 I did enjoy this match. It was, once again, just to get Jeff Hardy into the hurt lock with Lashley. Um, mm-hmm. This is like... Are, is 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 Jeff Hardy the new Lana? I I was just about to say that. That's been like three, maybe four, but I three for sure weeks, dude. That he's tapped out to the same move. If he goes for nine, we're gonna have to do some talking. Uh, but um, you know, <laughs> I, I again, I I know we're just kind of breezing through Raw the same way we just did AEW with just kind of talking about the matches, but there really wasn't a lot going on in this show it was no. it, it it felt thrown together like oh we're we're you know a lot of people are on vacation so let's just do what we gotta do especially with this whole brody thing that's true yeah but that was such the weird thing about it was like it seemed like the main objective was more than anything just to promote that next week they're doing legends night mm. but if you watch this week to to, to get that information, like, what did they do this week that made you want to stick around for next week? Not much. Not yeah. much. I'm sure, I haven't even looked at the ratings, but I, I, I'm sure they're not great for this week. But I didn't see record low, so that, that, that means something right there. Sure. Um, and speaking of ratings, Mark, which you brought up pre-on air, um, last week's SmackDown did incredibly well. Yes, 3.3 That's what they're saying, 3.3 mil. So. That, like, rips a Raw, so... This was, SmackDown did have the lead-in of an NFL... Well, I... I After the lead-in, I didn't see anyone saying how any of the wrestlers looked fat, so that's a good thing. <laughs> that's, that's probably a good thing right there. Um... Again, I didn't actually watch SmackDown, but that 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 says something to me. Um, we already talked about Miz getting his briefcase back, and that'll lead us to the uh, last little segment, and then the end of the show. Um, Orton 
and Alexa, because again, she did challenge him after he tore up the uh, all the dolls, which I believe we forgot to mention. Actually, Smart um, doesn't surprise me. We probably got off track. All right, but, we mentioned the Firefly Funhouse thing. Yeah, but I think we forgot to mention that Alexa challenged Orton in the ring later. Oh, okay, but uh, she did, and Randy Alexa comes out. Randy comes out. Randy asks where the fiend is. Alexa gets into the ring with a wrapped present. Mm-hmm. It's gas, again, air quotes, water. Um, in, water in parentheses. Uh, hands him to Randy. Alexa stands back, challenges Randy to do what you did to the fiend, and he won't. She pours a little spot of gas and then a, like a little snail trail to Randy, and he still won't. And then she douses herself in the gasoline. Mm-hmm. And we get Orton reaching for the matches. And then he cuts this weird promo on how I do it, but you want me to do it. So I'm not going to do it because if you want me to do it, I'm really not going to do it. And then I was so happy to see the lights start going out because Randy said a lot of words, but not really any. <laughs> Meaning to the words, it, it, like, like some Abbott and Costello type shit. No, it, like this it, is what you want, but but I want to do it. But then you want it. But then but I want it. So but who wants it? You're right. Like, what the fuck right. are you talking about? Right. I mean, who's on first? What's on second? Who's on? Th- I mean, who's on third? I don't know. What? Okay. I I get where you're going. I do. And you're right. You're right. It was. And I'm sitting there like, he's really not making any sense here but he's talking you know what it reminded me of the old bray wyatt promos yeah kind of when i said he would just come out there say words and words and words a lot of words but they made no sense so that's what it reminded me of i don't know if that was kind of what he was trying to do but um the lights went out orton lights the match and uh, my DVR cutoffs, Mark. What did I miss? Literally nothing. Like that. That was <laughs> it. He lit the match, and then like the lights went out, and then we got a preview of an all new episode of Crisley Knows Best, which was probably more uh, horrific than what would have happened if he actually lit her on fire. Yeah, I did. I I did not need to see a Crisley anything. To be honest with you, um, anything, nothing. I that that. I've never watched one episode in that show, and I'm proud of that. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and uh, but I will say, provided she's 18, that his daughter looking kind of nice. <sighs> she's got a little Noel Foley thing going. Yeah, little she's bit, got, like, a, kind of a little bit of the, like the old. She's got like a buzz cut kind of thing going on now with the hair. So it's a she, little bit of a little Karen esque, but not not enough to be off putting. She. She'd be at the bar late, if you know what I'm saying. Sure. She'd be at the bar late. But, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Raw, not great. But, man, AEW with a tribute show tonight, I think, was, again, I I, I really wanted to go through AEW and not, I I, I didn't want to nitpick. I didn't want to shit on anything. Um, That was for his family. That was for a tribute. And, um I hope we did it. Ju- I hope we did it justice and showed it respect by not doing that. Um, 
again, man, I mean, and, and you know, the last match was his, you know, a dream match for his son, and the whole show was kind of put together again for his family, and I didn't want to really shit on that, but great show, really great tribute to Brody Lee, John Huber, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him, really great tribute tonight to him, and um, a smart, I have nothing else, do you have anything else, man, or should, uh, should we go ahead and wrap this up? Um, well, I will say real quick, like we, we can talk about this later for sure, but I did watch the AEW uh, Christmas show, that, and I, I would just the only real kind of takeaway I had, mm-hmm. and I think we'll see it over time, which is why I say we could talk about this later, is just that I was like really impressed by the acclaimed, and they, they ended up coming out tonight too, Yeah, but it's like it seems like their kind of skill set, and, and they're trying really hard to get top flight over as being like the future next biggest tag team. But just I feel like the acclaimed skill set is just a little bit more well tooled because like they, they're charismatic, they kind of got a little bit of an, the, the it factor, and solid wrestlers that they don't do quite what top flight does, but they can do the dives and the whatnot that you know people that would like. So it just, I was really impressed by them, and I just really think that next couple months or so that they're going to develop, you know, maybe a year or two as well, like develop into something special for them. So that's going to, I think that's going to be interesting. Um, like I said, it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, tomorrow, GCW is doing a show at 9 p.m., so it's going to like kind of potentially bleed into the new year. So that, that'll be fun to see. And then over the weekend, or monday tuesday but for us i think it's like sunday night monday night they're doing wrestle kingdom so there's a lot of should you choose not to watch wwe or you know we're we're gonna be taking a break like you said we're not gonna be here friday but there's going to be plenty of alternative wrestling options over the weekend in the next couple days for everybody to enjoy so that's always good well there you go y'all get your wrestling on and uh that'll be some good shit right there definitely check out the gcw show if you can they're usually on fight tv right smart they are. Yeah, they're going to be on Fight TV. Yeah. So there was a whole big thing, and we won't really get into it, but there was a whole bit, they had a whole big problem with, uh, they were working with like independent wrestling TV too. Mm-hmm. And I guess there, there was a whole big contract dispute because like Saturday before the Brody thing happened, there was the, the, the big thing going on was there's a lot of hashtag free GCW. And there was a lot of the GCW people talking about basically IWTV, like kind of dicking them over, which obviously kind of fell into the background when what happened happened. But that was kind of a story for a while. They're, they're with Fight TV, I guess, and they're trying to get out of the IWTV contract. So we'll see if that happens. That might have already happened for all I know because that kind of lost its precedence after the Brody Lee thing happened. But yeah, they're going to be on Fight TV. They're going to be on tomorrow and i think they're also gonna be on new year's day but i don't know that to be 100 percent. so right. like i said there's options options for other alternatives to check out there you go check out fight tv for some of that and you guys know where to find everything else um and real quick this once again last show of 2020 i want to thank everyone um for supporting this show any way they did any way that they do support this show um i really really appreciate it uh like i've said i i do this show as an outlet because i've got really no outlet besides my family and 
wrestling isn't exactly their thing, but uh, I do love getting on here, talking to everyone, and uh, the fact that anyone takes any time out of their day to listen to uh, me, my ramblings, and um, it really means a lot to me. Um, Smart, thank you for riding along with me on this journey. Um, and, you know, thank Anthony also. He uh, he rode along with me on this journey for a long time, too. And uh, obviously, wish him the best in anything he's out there doing. Um, he's out there going out every day, kicking ass, and uh, definitely, definitely thanks to him. But, uh, Smart, I do appreciate you rolling along with me on this journey, man. It's uh, It ain't easy to do the shows alone. So... I definitely appreciate it. And once again, who anyway, you guys support us. It is much appreciated. And uh, I want everyone to have a safe and happy new year. And we will see you guys in 2021. May it be a better year for everybody. So on that note, Smart, let's go ahead and knock out these plugs and then get out of here. What do you say? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Hi, Marks. I want you guys to check them out right there. That is Cheese Man. That is Mojo. That is G-Wiz. You definitely want to check out those guys right there. They are on the Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. That's right. Two T's in Mitt. Mixler.com slash Metal Mitt Network. Sundays, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You definitely want to be checking those guys out. And, of course, Bobby Anthem and Bobby Blades. You want to check out the Inhuman Experience. Once again, they are on hiatus. But still, I want you to subscribe because when they come back, you will not be disappointed. And of course, Unscripted Wrestling Podcast, Eric, Doug, Daniel, all those cast of characters over there. Check out those guys, Blog Talk Radio. They're on Sundays. They're on Fridays. You definitely just want to go to Blog Talk. They'll let you know when they're on. And Stephen Milan, appreciate you sharing the show, man. Really, really do. Uh, Letterboxd, B-O-X-D.com slash Stephen Milan, two L's. In Milan, go over there and check him out reviewing movies. Really, really cool. He's got like 75, almost 7,600 movies he's done. Just unbelievable what he's doing over there. But um, you guys can definitely subscribe to us on the old Apple podcasts. You can leave us a review there too. You can find us on Spreaker. Definitely do that. YouTube. I want you to definitely jump over there on YouTube, Stitcher, iHeart, Spotify, Google, TuneIn, Player FM. Find all of our archives on shoutengine.com slash dudes or on YouTube. Smart, let it go, sir. That's right. Well, believe it or not, with Cheese on Sports, Mondays at 8.30 on the Metal Mint Podcast Network, right here on Mixer. You needn't go any farther. Also, wherever you get your podcast, but also be sure to check out our friends at the Planet Rack on Tour podcast. Planet Rack on Tour podcast with Bobby Anthem, with Papa Dance, here, and with Yuck Nasty. They did have a Christmas special, which I was not made aware of until the next day after. I apologize for not getting that in there sooner, gentlemen. But there's never a bad time to hear Bobby Anthem read you a holiday themed story. So you oh, could still go ahead and check that out. It's still going to be quite lovely for you. And there's always going to be next Christmas. So get a start early. And you can also check out all 16 regular episodes wherever you get your podcast. Next season will be coming at some point. So you're going to be wanna you're going to be wanna kept in the know. Want to subscribe? Is that that's what you want to do? Check them out. 
there you go. And we will be one day next month um, doing, once again, after next week, we'll get back to doing two shows a week. And we'll be, we'll be doing end of the year awards. So stay right. tuned. We will get that done. We'll post that. You guys can go ahead and join in if you want to. We'll read yours also. And uh, that's it. We will definitely see you guys once again. Safe and happy new year, everybody. And thank you once again. And uh, there we go. See you. Adios. Your drunken asshole is alright. Uh, if you don't know what to do with yourself, uh, take your drunken asshole. Yeah.